Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare this is the lombardi line with former nfl executive michael lombardi now here is your host stormy bonatoni on vsin the sports betting network what's going on everybody we are back on the lombardi line after monday night football double dip the eagles win and cover against the bucks it might not have been pretty but the trenches certainly seem to be and joe burrow and the Bengals gutted out for their first win of the season against the rams hello and welcome everybody i'm stormy bonantoni alongside former nfl executive michael lombardi michael a new little change of scenery you got behind you as well how you doing my friend yeah. I'm doing good. I'm up here at the New York City, uh, New York Stock Exchange. I've never been here before. I was honored to be a guest on a CNBC show with uh, Josh Brown called the Halftime Report, which is fitting, right? It was fitting to promote Gridiron Genius and to promote Football Done Right, which was wonderful. And now I so I didn't want to miss a show with you, Stormy. So I stayed up here and I'm going to do the show from from Wall Street. I mean, why not? If not now, when, right? Doesn't get much better than that. It's awesome. And I love the tie I as the well. Tie on too for you. I, I, I figured like, look, I might as well keep the tie on. That may be the one show I wear a tie. I, I'll make Len Mead will be happy with this. So hopefully it doesn't start a trend. I'm not coming back to the tie <laughs> tomorrow. I can tell you that right now. This is a once. This is a one timer. Al Michaels inspired a beautiful knot up there. Well done, sir. Um, Thank you. Yeah, I was I actually when I tied it, I was like, now where's Al's instructional video? Like, where is this? We got to get one of those out there. Absolutely. Hit him up, Michael. You've got everybody's contacts. Yeah. <laughs> and the way I hit him up, I just should go to the only way to hit him up is tonight. Have a 730 reservation at Toscano's in Brentwood. Ooh. Then you would meet him and you would have him. And it'll be a hell of a meal. I can promise you. I would I would like to um, extend myself an invite to that one, Michael. No, uh, good stuff. Happy to have you with us. Glad you could make it work. Hardest working guy out there. And uh, let's set the table for the show that we have on tap today. Later on this hour, great friend Will Hill, VEASAN contributor in his usual spot on a Tuesday. Get some of his thoughts on the NFL week four action ahead already looking at some of those early lines and in hour two we'll get some college football in our lives Aaron Moore VEASAN writer contributor sports media professional uh, he'll give us the lay of the land on all things Heisman big picture and some of his favorite bets for the week but we're going to start off with that Monday night football doubleheader from last night Michael where we were able to get there we cashed the ticket on the Eagles laying the five in this spot and I think a lot of what we talked about yesterday came to fruition where maybe the Bucks were just a little bit overvalued in this spot 
people thinking that Baker Mayfield, because he hadn't looked bad, that this is an opportunity where the Bucks would continue to look good and the Eagles kind of a little bit slow starting. But no, the Eagles end up coming through. And even that final score doesn't really indicate truly how easily they won this game, I think. Yeah, I, I mean, this was a dominating performance. And here's the caveat to it, Stormy. The Eagles didn't play that well. Mm-hmm. They didn't look, Jalen Hurts didn't look, hasn't looked like himself in three games. And yet they've won all three games. And this game, they were in control from start to finish. You never felt threatened, even when the yep. Bucks went on that last drive of the game, where they accumulated 75 of their total 175 yards for the game. Uh, they were always in control. There was never a doubt. And so Mayfield came back down to earth. The Eagles defense looked better, especially with their inside pressure coming from Fletcher Cox, Jordan Davis, and of course, Jalen Carter. So I, I think to me, if you're the, the question that lingers after this, and I'll throw it back to you, who's the best team in the NFC South? Yeah, well, and we expected that there would be parity coming in as well, but you've got the Saints, who everybody expected to be the best team, with Derek Carr dealing with the AC joint sprain, and they haven't been great. The Panthers, who I know you and I both had high expectations for, have not lived up to anything that we hoped they would with that coaching staff, and Bryce Young not even playing now, Andy Dalton out there. The Falcons haven't looked good, so you got two te- three teams at 2-1 and one to this point, and the Panthers 0-3. It's an interesting division, Michael. Yeah, it really is. And do you feel like it's going to change? I mean, I'm not sure that anything's going to change. In fact, I wrote a column this morning. and I think I forgot to send it to Bill A.D. I just hit me now. I'm saying, where's my column? Why isn't it up yet? I wrote it early this morning. I'm going to have to send it on the break. But I mean, other than I think Carolina's in play for the first pick of the draft. I don't think that they're in this. But who knows about the other three? I really don't. I think the other three have as good a chance to balance it out. Atlanta can't throw the football. We know that. We saw that in Detroit. Tampa has their issues offensively. And then, you know, when you break down New Orleans, they have their issues blowing an 18-point lead, but still had a chance to win that 17-point lead, but still having a chance to win that game. Is Carr going to stay healthy? Can they stay healthy? I think that's going to be the key. I think the South is wide open. I do think a 9-7, and a 9-8 uh, team will win the South. Yeah, the, the Panthers' odds for the division you, you know, fall off a cliff. They're 35-1. to 1. Nobody having belief or faith in them from an odds maker or betting standpoint. But the top three teams in the league, I mean, the Saints plus 125, Atlanta plus 165, and Bucks plus 320. It's anybody's game at this point, and the odds certainly reflect that. What I was most impressed with, and there were a number of things to be impressed with uh, about the Eagles in this game, though, despite them, to your point, not playing their best game, was in the fourth quarter, Michael, the clock control late because teams Tampa scores. They get the two-point conversion. You give the Eagles back the ball, assuming that you're still going to get one possession, maybe two left with nine minutes to play, and you do not get the ball at all. The Eagles, 15 plays, hold on to the ball for nine minutes and 22 seconds and run the clock out. Yeah, and just, and you know, that's what they did. I mean, they had 40 rushing attempts, Stormy, in the game. I mean, they took the game over, right? Their run game has really been good. And I think what people have tried to do is is take away the explosive plays, take away the A.J. Brown plays, and try to focus more on seeing if they'll stay diligent to the run game. And then for the last two weeks, they've been able to do that. I mean, look, you know, they, they had 40 carries for 201 yards. They averaged five yards a carry. Swift, I loved your tweet. You know, we were wondering why he didn't play in week one. I mean, I was wondering the same thing, too. Like, why didn't he play in week one? And yet, you know, when he finally got there on the field, he looks like 
wow, he's a really good runner. And Gainwell, you know, who was good in week one, hasn't, you know, his longest run last night was eight yards. So, but th- th- this is the, the kind of team Philly has. It, but I do think this, though. I think if you can throw the, if you can protect them up front, I think you can attack them. And they're going to have to get a little bit more consistent in terms of their passing game. Maybe it was because Hertz had the flu last mm-hmm. night. He wasn't himself. Yeah, he and a couple players reportedly with flu-like symptoms. Hertz finished the day 23 of 37, 277 yards. The one passing touchdown, one rushing with the tush push, which it's just become famous at this point. The Eagles, unbelievable the way they are able to capitalize in that spot. Two picks. Uh, Olamide Zacchaeus, by the way, getting that first touchdown, 35 oh, wow. to nice 1. Job. Yeah, I don't I know who would have had that, but way to go whoever did. And if you had it, you got it by maybe an eighth of an inch. You got it. I mean, I yeah. thought that ball was getting picked off. Didn't you? Yep, absolutely. There were a couple of those where you hear the analysts and the, and I know you don't listen to the broadcast, Michael, but oh, no sound. The, there has been no sound on. There has been no sound on since Saturday. The volume on either TV has been off since Saturday. It's been a, just a delight. Now, understand that from this moment forward, there's going to be more. So <laughs> I, I, it probably helps you from yelling at the TV that much more, but uh, oh, the, no, I yell. The anal- I mean, I yell. That's good. I, the, the analysts though, were making me laugh a little bit just because they were talking about what a perfectly placed ball and like, ignoring what I felt largely the fact that it was this close <laughs> to being picked off. Like, yeah, it ended up coming together beautifully, but come on. Uh, neither here nor there. The, the red zone stuff, though, for the Eagles, is that maybe one of the concerns that you come away from this game with when it comes to Jalen Hurts? Or again, do you just kind of attribute that to a slow start and Jalen Hurts not feeling 100%? Yeah, I, I don't know what it is, but look, I, I think the Bucks. we know the Bucks are – they have limitations. I mean, we said it, you said it on the show when you turned in your card. You know, they beat Minnesota, didn't really play well. The numbers just Minnesota moved the ball on them. And then, you know, the Bears, it's a 20 to 17 game. And we've been making fun of the Bears now for 48 hours. And, and the Bucks just, it was 20. I mean, remember, there was a lot of money coming in on the Bears in that game. And, you know, the Bucks end up winning by 10. So I, I just think to me, the Eagles were by far the better team. How that line was moving towards Philly, I don't uh, moving away from Philly. I don't know moving towards the Bucks, but it's a good win, and I, I think ultimately that Philly can correct some of the things. When you win, and you don't play what you think is your A game, even though you have 472 yards of offense, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, one of just three teams now in the entire National Football League that remain undefeated, joining the Miami Dolphins and San Francisco 49ers. You mentioned DeAndre Swift. Want to give some people the numbers out there. 16 carries, 130 yards. His prop was only around 40 and a half, Michael. And all the money was on the over, rightfully so. Which, going back to what we talked about yesterday with the Travis Kelsey-Taylor Swift stuff, the Eagles, of course, having their own Swift and Kelsey combo. We we should have just known (laughs) that Swift was going to have a big day, which he did. And 99 of his 130 30 yards, Michael, came before contact. Like, if that doesn't show how solid this offensive line is, I don't know what does. I mean, there was holes. It looked it looked like the, the Holland Tunnel going through it, didn't it? I mean, it was unbelievable, the, the holes that they had. See, I think what's what's happened, and I wrote about this today for VEASAN online, and I, I just emailed it to Bill and to everybody. But what's, what happens is because the Eagles spread you out horizontally, 
and you try to defend the outside in, if you're not strong enough to hold up inside, there's these huge running lanes to run through. And this is what I went back and watched the Denver Miami tape yesterday afternoon, the game tape, the all 22. And I mean, they're, they they ran a toss play that John Robinson would have been happy with from USC. I mean, like, there was no one out there. It was like stealing. I, I don't think you could have done it against air as effectively as they did. So because of the field being spread, it puts players at a disadvantage, a disadvantage trying to cover outside in or inside out. We are only about a minute out from the break, Michael. So just one quick one. Is there anybody that if Jalen Carter remains healthy, can beat him for defensive rookie of the year. How good has he been? Well, I think the Bernard kid at Buffalo has been outstanding. Look, I think Carter's great. I think he's going to win it. But Terrell Bernard, the kid from Baylor, who they drafted in the third round, he's been outstanding. I mean, he was sensational against Washington. He was great against Las Vegas. I don't think he's, he looks small. I mean, Stormy, he looks like a, a free safety playing in the box, but he's really good. I think to me, it's Carter and him after three weeks. I'll have to look in to see what his number is. Carter right now. I don't from, think he probably has a number. Yeah. He doesn't even have right? a number. Uh, Carter, though, from 7-1 to one in preseason, now an even money favorite for defensive rookie of the year. I mean, just immovable up front. We got to step aside, but we'll look at the other Monday Night Football game when we return. Get Michael's big takeaways from Bengals. Rams next. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni on VSEN, the sports betting network. Put the VSEN experts to work for you this football season and start betting smarter with a VSEN Pro subscription. If you sign up now and save 40% off our football season special using the code Lombardi, get access to everything we do this football season, including our daily best bets with the leaderboard to see which VSEN expert has the hot hand. You get betting splits to know where the money and bets are moving for every game, plus betting systems, premium analysis, and 24 7 video access. You need to use the promo code Lombardi, though. It's the only way you can save 40% when you sign up for the football 
football season special today. You can sign up at vsin.com slash subscribe. That's vsin.com slash subscribe. We are rolling along here on the Lombardi line, talking all things Monday night football in this doubleheader from last night. The Eagles, we mentioned, got it done against the Bucks, And then also, Michael, the Cincinnati Bengals have a pretty gutted out performance, I think is a good way to describe it, with Joe Burrow overcoming the injury to play. They get a three-point win, which is where the line closed as well. So anybody that was thinking, okay, we're still getting three points with the Rams. Let's take it since it kicked back up. A little bit frustrated with the push, but that's how things end. You know, I think the Rams probably win that game outright if Alec Johnson, J- Jackson doesn't get hurt the left tackle. I mean, that that's when the game really fell apart and the offense fell apart. And this is the problem, and we've talked about it at length, with the Rams. I mean, they have no depth. So when 57, Zach Thomas comes in this game, all hell breaks loose. All of a sudden, you know, Hendrickson and and, and every end on, on the Bengals team starts to go and they have six sacks and negative plays and Stafford's under constant pressure. This is the problem with the, the Rams. I mean, the Rams had a good plan. They had everything going, but one injury, just one injury, especially at the most critical position, left tackle, messed it all up for them. I thought they played well, hold them to 19 points. You know, I, I wasn't impressed. People say, well, look, you know, you got, you know, uh, Jamar Chase comes out of it. You know, Jamar Chase has 12 catches for 141 yards. That's great. It's 11 yards a catch, 11.8 a catch. That's not going to beat you. You know, that's not going to kill you. And the Rams just couldn't convert third down. So one for 11. And then the other thing that kills the Rams, when Sean McVay can't run the ball, when he only has 13 rushing attempts, mm-hmm. he has that's not his game. He's got to have balance. He's got to have play action. When it becomes an all-pass game for him, he can't win that. Go back to the Super Bowl with Jared Goff. That's what happened. You take away the run from the McVay offense, there's nothing left. And I think, too, like obviously you mentioned the injury on the offensive line, which is significant, but then you have a Bengals defense and and D.C. Lou Anarumo, who is dialing up such creative pressures, I feel like, too. They sack Matt Stafford six times. He has two interceptions on the night. And I feel like a lot of things were just working really, really well for Cincinnati defensively to take advantage of that opportunity. I, I do wonder, Michael, with the Bengals, yes, they get the win, but I mean, overall, it still just doesn't look Right. And Joe Burrow said after the game that, you know, there's risk, obviously, when you go out there and the potential to re-injure it. But he said there was also a risk to not go out there and be 0-3. So he wanted to be there for his guys. Do you think that's that was the right decision or wrong decision for him at, at this point to ultimately play in that game? He did say that he doesn't feel like he took a step back in the game. Well, as long as he didn't take a step back, I mean, but they're not going to win that game. You know, if they have to play Browning, they're just not going to win that game. As good as their defense played, they wouldn't have been able to move the football as effectively. Look, I, I think if you're a Cincinnati Bengal fan and you watch that game objectively and the, what, the, what the Rams were able to put pressure on Burrow, they really did. I mean, I know they have the great Aaron Donald, but Bobby Brown, all those defensive players, I mean, they were coming after him. And he took a lot of hits in that game. And once again, you know, this is what what happens. Now, we saw the we saw the Penguins in the second half kind of diversify. They went to some 12 personnel. They tried to mix things up a little bit because I think people are getting a read for them. And they finally got a little bit more out of uh, out of uh, Joe Milton than they than they had in prior games. So I just to me, it was an unimpressive win. They needed it. Yes. But once that left tackle, once Alaric Jackson went out, that that game became different Mm -hmm. and it became a problem. 
in spite of all this, Mixon averages three, four carry, right? I mean, and and if if they could have protected Stafford, I think they would have moved the ball like they did early in the game. And the win certainly saved their season. Um, if you're the Cincinnati Bengals here, we have the AFC North odds available to us, Michael, and the Bengals are at the bottom of that list at just one and two with their first win of the season coming last night. But similar question that you had when we were talking in the last segment about the NFC South, who's the best team in the AFC North right now? I think it's Cleveland. I mean, that defense is really good. I mean, Cleveland, you know, what they did to Tennessee's run game was just really remarkable. Now, I know Tennessee's missing two starting offensive linemen, but this defense for Cleveland's legitimate, and you're going to have a hard time moving the football on them. And especially if Baltimore continues to have two offensive line injuries, Cincinnati went into Cleveland in a rain game but couldn't block them. And Pittsburgh, you know, struggled to block them as well. I mean, look, Pittsburgh was able to take advantage of of Deshaun Watson's mistakes and they, you know, and, and they picked up the inaccurate pass. They were able to make a play. They got a big play on an in route. But to me, I think this Browns team, if Deshaun Watson plays anywhere near the level he did last week against Tennessee, which he had to do, Stormy, right? Tennessee was going to take away your run game. Like Tennessee's good to take away your run. You can't run the ball on Tennessee. Like Cincinnati's could play in Tennessee this week down in Nashville, right? They're gonna have to throw it on them, but they gotta protect it. This is, could be a dangerous game for Cincinnati, not because Tennessee's good, but the strength of Tennessee in their front against the weakness of the Bengals puts pressure on Burrow. Well, and, and I thought Watson handled it really well. Yeah, and to your point, that was something I was I was curious about. Like, I think that'll be a good comp seeing Cincinnati now take on the same team that the Browns just demolished with the way that they played. When you talk about Burrow's injury, I found some stats, Michael, because we were talking yesterday about the planting ability and him getting the ball downfield. It, really struggling through three games in that area, even still. Two of 18 with two picks on passes of 15 or more air yards. That's yeah. Not you good. Can, you can see it. I mean, Brady had this injury opening day 2014. He heard it in practice. He tried. He went He went out there and played, and he fought through it. You know, nothing's going to keep Brady off the field. But I think, to me, this was, this was really a challenge. This was really a challenge. And he just can't drive the football like he needs to drive the football. And, and I don't know how quickly this can get better. I, I really don't know. But the – to me, the Bengals offense just doesn't look in sync. I think they need more multiple formations. I think they need to change things up. But the bigger issue here is their offensive line. I mean, that offensive line did not play well last night against a Ram front that once you get past Aaron Donald, nobody really can say a name. Which I don't understand it, Michael, because they've invested so much in that offensive yeah. front the last two off seasons. I know, but did you see Orlando Brown get pushed back on almost every play? He was back in the lot. I mean, Jonah Williams, you know, last week he got pushed around. It's been a struggle for their offensive line. They haven't reached that. Now, look, here's the problem, too, Stormy. They don't spend a lot of time in the offseason, you know, going through camps and doing all that. Most of the time, they want their players to lift weights, get healthy. I, I think you're hoping as a Bengal fan that by week three, week four, week five, this line, their pad levels improve, their <laughs> physicalities improve. But last night, I mean, they got a big break because of the injury to Alaric Jackson. And that's all, all it takes when you play the Rams, that one injury. I mean, you if Stafford comes off the field, they're done. It's <laughs> over. Right. But he keeps him alive. But unfortunately, he does that, that offensive line, which played so good against San Francisco, played so good against Seattle, couldn't hold up with the injury. 
Yeah, and it, and it showed. And there were a couple hits that Matt Stafford took that made you hold your breath there for a moment as well. But with with this Bengals team, I wonder, because, yeah, we know each of the last two years they've had slow starts. They've had Burrow with his various offseason issues that have made him not have the training camp and preseasons that he needed to. This year, obviously, the Achilles injury, I mean, the calf injury. But it's interesting when you look at the numbers, one in seven, the first two games of the season in his career, 24, 12 and one, all other regular season games. Obviously we know last year they had the zero and two start. They finished 12 and four on the year. This just feels different. And yeah. I don't feel like they're going to be able to crawl their way out of this by mid season. It feels different and it looks different. They're, they're last night will lure you to think their pass rush is back, which would be a mistake, which would be a mistake because they went against a, a, a player that they, that wasn't, isn't an NFL player. I mean, that's just at left tackle. I'm not ready to play left tackle. It's not fair. It's not fair to criticize him because he doesn't belong at left tackle. So I, I think ultimately you can't rush to that. That's why the stats can be misleading mm-hmm. because you look at the stats and say, Oh, they got six sacks. Now they rank third in the league in sacks. No, wait a minute. They went against the, uh, they went against the line that was missing their, one of their better players. Hey, did Tutu Atwell catch that touchdown? Uh, I thought he did. I did too. I thought he did. I, I thought he did, but you know, I mean, I, I thought he. I, th- I think they're receivers. Everybody's nobody's asking where's Cup. Who can? And the reason nobody great. asks where's Cup, McVay does such a good job of getting the ball to the receivers, but a lot of it is off the run action. And when you only can run it thirteen times because you can't block them up front, that's an issue. Yeah, bad beat, by the way, for anybody who had Puka Nakua under in this game because obviously it gets the long catch late in the game to push that over. Tutu Atwell and Puka Nakua have been great additions to that young core. We've got to step aside. But speaking of, you know, the stats not necessarily telling the story, that's what Robert Sala said about Zach Wilson's numbers. Not so sure I agree. We've got some Jets talk coming up and more headlines in the NFL. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. 
looking to be a better better? Of course you are. That's why you're hanging out with us today. And tens of thousands of people are feeling the same, and they have already turned to Juice Reel. That's Juice Reel, R-E-E-L, in the App Store. Juice Reel is not a sports book. It's a tool that helps you beat the books. Juice Reel connects all of your sports betting accounts into one app, loads all your betting history, and gives you an analytical edge backed by nearly a billion dollars in bets from sports bettors all around the country. You can use that data to follow the winners, fade the losers. Don't place another bet until you've downloaded this revolutionary sports betting tool, Juice Real. That's juice like orange juice, real, R-E-E-L. It's absolutely free. Download Juice Real to your iPhone or Android device today. Android device. Wow. See, you can tell I don't have one. I'm an Apple girl. Uh, become a better, better. Welcome back into the Lombardi line alongside Michael Lombardi of Stormy Bond and Tony. And uh, Michael, we were asking the question yesterday and basically since the day that Aaron Rodgers went down with an injury, whether or not the New York Jets would bring in another quarterback. And while Robert Sala has been adamant that Zach Wilson gives them the best chance to win, we saw a report from Adam Schefter this morning that the Jets will bring in another backup in veteran Trevor Simeon, who previously played for the Jets in 2019, but most recently did not make the team for the Cincinnati Bengals. Right. And he he has never been with Nathaniel Hackett. So, but catching up to the West Coast offense, I don't think will be a problem. Remember, there was a time where Trevor Simeon was supposed to be the heir apparent in Denver. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, and he opened the season there, and he, you know he he just isn't physical enough to play 17 games and play well through all that. But he gives them at least somebody who can be accurate and make a quicker decision. I mean, if you watch the tape of the Patriot game versus the Jets, there's no way you can say as an objective football analyst, Joe Douglas, who drafted Zach Wilson, or Robert Sala who is the head coach, you could honestly say that kid played well. He held the ball. He was unsure. He didn't really know what to do with the football. He took sacks that he shouldn't have taken. And when he did throw the ball, he wasn't accurate. And he did things to hurt the team, even though he didn't turn the ball over. Well, he did with the safety. But he has no awareness, Stormy. He doesn't play with any feel or any, okay, I got this, right? All right, I understand what I'm doing. No, he just kind of, he's out there like, okay, everything should slow down and let me just throw the football. Really disappointing, you know, that, that the way he looked at BYU and the way he plays today is really distant. And there's just no way you can keep playing him. I mean, there's just no way. If you have any sense of intelligence when it comes to football and you watch tape, there's just no way you can keep playing them. And I was one of the people that said, you got to make it work with them. But he's got to meet you halfway, too. And I think because you referenced his time at BYU, this always makes me go back to that final season that he was playing with the Cougars. And it was the 2020 COVID impacted year where they were making up their schedule. They were playing nobodies all season long, like Troy, Louisiana Tech, uh, uh, Louisiana Lafayette, like all these just random Texas State programs. No offense to those programs, but you're talking about a guy that is going number two overall in the NFL draft. You would expect him to be playing a little bit of a higher level competition in the one game that they did play a team that was ranked in Coastal Carolina, they weren't able to win and he didn't have the success in that game. So, you know, things that make you kind of go back to that time and then knowing that 
the Jets wanted to believe that Zach Wilson could learn under Aaron Rodgers and have the opportunity to sit down and not have bullets flying at him over the next two seasons. And then he's thrust into this situation again, and it's not been good. Robert Sala said in his press conference yesterday that he doesn't think the box score tells the whole story of what the last couple weeks have been for Zach Wilson's performance. And Michael, Joe Namath isn't box score scanning. He's looking at what he's seeing on the field and take a listen to what he had to say about Zach Wilson. Why yeah. were you watching? <laughs> yes. watching? I mean, please, when did you ever see? A, a, well, it's Zach. We'll stay on Zach. You sit down. You sit down on the play. You go right down. What happens? I thought you're trying to win and make plays. You quit on a play. You, what is going on? It, it, it's disgusting. Disgusting, he says, Michael. That is the guy in New York Jets football history calling your quarterback and what he has done disgusting. And he was all in on the team, you know, and and I think to me, you know, Joe uh, obviously played the position Hall of Famer, you know, career was really hampered by the knee injuries. But, you know, he instinctively can watch a quarterback and say, okay, I get that, you know, and it's hard to do that with Zach Wilson. It really is. Unfortunately, it really is. It's, it's not a comfortable situation for anybody in that locker room. And the signing of Trevor Simeon to me is the, just the first step. I mean, if they can get Simeon up to speed, he will be the backup. And in this game against Kansas city, if once Zach Wilson realizes that Chris Jones is lining up over the right guard or the left guard, and you know, he's got to get rid of the ball. We will see Simeon fairly quickly in this game because they can't sell it to the locker room. Yeah. You know, Salah can sell it to the media. He can't really, but he can try, but he can't sell it to his locker room. They know those guys know, you know, and they all have been there before, as you said, and they all wore Mike white jerseys last year. So we're trying to give him a chance. We've had two games. Now, here's the thing, too. So we so we not lose sight of this a little bit here. And I think this is sometimes the fault. We get down a we get down a rabbit hole and we don't know how to get out of it. But let's be clear here. This jet defense that is supposed to be elite, that is supposed to be one of the best defenses in all of football, you know, they rank they rank twenty-third in yards allowed rushing. You know, now they've seen the most rushing attempts. By any team in the league. Think about that. Why is that? Because the teams they're playing don't want to turn the ball. They feel like if we can run the ball, New England and Dallas, if we run the ball, we don't turn it over. We got a chance to win the game. As long as we don't make a mistake, we can win. And when you look at the yards, they're 20th in the league in yards allowed. You know, they don't force turnovers because the other team's playing not to lose the game. And they're just going to say to their offense, look, look, you know, let, let Zach Wilson lose the game. And even though he hasn't turned the ball over, he turned it over three times in, against the against the Cowboys. But last week he didn't. It's still hard for them to win a game. Well, and Michael, I wonder what kind of an uphill battle it's going to be in this Kansas City game, knowing that, yes, their defense is going to be coming for him after a game against the Patriots where they had seven three and outs, a safety, and he was sacked three times already in that game alone, a nine and a half point spread in this spot, and then a defense that's probably not going to be able to stay off the field if the offense is having that many three and outs and not having success for you. Defense is going to get like worn out very quickly by Kansas City and what we just saw on display a week ago with a 41 point performance against the Bears and Patrick Mahomes sitting out a full quarter and a half. Yeah. I mean, look, the, the, they, the, the Jets have scored 42 points in the, during the season. 
you know, and they've had, they've, they've averaged, they got 13 first downs, 12 first downs, 12 first downs. I mean, they, they can't, the only time they've had any success offensively is when they had the big Bryce Hall run the last two weeks, they haven't been able to run the ball 64 yards against the Cowboys, 38 against the Patriots. So, all right. So you're the GM of the jets, right? And you're sitting in your office on a Tuesday and you know, you're playing the chiefs and on your best day, on your best day, you write down, if we hold them to 27 points, we can win this game. You write that down in your notes. Okay. If we can hold them to 27, we'll win the game. The problem is how you get in 28, how you get in 28, <laughs> right? Like, how are you getting 28? They haven't scored 20. They scored 20 that the last two weeks up. Yeah. They maxed There's out the at issue. 22 against the bills. There's the issue, right? Like how do we, and the, one and, and set and seven of them came off a pump return. So like, how do we win the game? Like, how do we set the game up so that we can win it? If we can't score more than 17 points, you're not beating the chiefs. You know, now I know they beat the, the Jacksonville seventeen to nine, but you're typically not beating the Chiefs if you don't get if you don't score twenty. You know, and it's and this defense of the Chiefs, to me, as good as the as great as the Miami offense has looked in three weeks, this Chief defense has looked sensational mm-hmm. for three weeks. No question about it. And I wonder because a lot of people have brought up, okay, well, could the Jets go and maybe trade for a Kirk Cousins, for example? But I I go back to like, okay, what assets are you going to give up for a rental? And then we also know how Aaron Rodgers has felt in the past about bringing other quarterbacks in. How's he going to feel about bringing in a guy like that when, I mean, Rodgers is still the guy that you're thinking is the quarterback of the future, and making him upset is something you don't want to do. There's so many layers to this situation in yeah. New York. But, I mean, they could bring, I mean, if they, the cap, I don't know how they work the cap and this cash is going to be ridiculous, but cousins is a free agent at the end of the year. They could easily go to cut. They easily go to Rogers. Look, we're renting them for a year. We traded a compensatory. We traded a, a, a pick for him just to get us through this year. But is it really going to, if your defense isn't that dominating, is it going to work? You think Kirk cousins is going to carry them? If their defenses is that it doesn't change to who they are. I mean, that game, they were lucky it was 15 to 10. There were plays on that tape that New England just didn't make. They had opportunity. I think it's just a shame for this Jets team because, yeah, we knew the offensive line was going to be an issue coming in, but you still have so many talented players and pieces at the skill positions, and you do have talent on defense that can't do it all. And so it's just unfortunate, given all of the expectations and the hope for this New York Jets team coming in, that obviously they're not living up to. We're going to continue looking ahead to this coming week's action in the NFL when we return. Our guy Will Hill, VEASAN contributor, is going to join us next with his best bets. Very curious his opinion on this Dolphins-Bills line. Don't go anywhere. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... (laughs) 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.